Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates, with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your happiest, healthiest life. I am Sam. And I am Emily. And we are your hosts. Hi, Tribe. Emily here. So Sam is ill this week, but I have the pleasure of introducing you to our newest guest. Her name is Freya. She has recently graced your TV screens in the return of Shipwrecked on Channel 4. She's 25 and she runs her own charity called Freya's Food Run, where she feeds the homeless in her local area. She loves playing with fashion, being creative and pushing creative boundaries. She has a blog called theradicaldiaries.com, which we are going to chat about a little bit more in this podcast. And in her own words, she wants to push herself to grab life by the lady balls, be kind to everyone she meets, and have a lot of fun doing it. So without further ado, Miss Freya Buds. Hi, Freya. Hi. I saw that Shipwreck was coming back. Um, and I was like, oh my God, that's really interesting. But I, I is, I'm not really in that stage of like life, really. I think I, I'd probably be divorced if I was like, bye, I'm going off on an island for a bit. But <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it when it used to be on TV? Yeah, um, I loved it um, on T4. Yeah, loved it. Perfect night like, weekend telly. Um, yeah, it was great. I, I did the show because I was heartbroken and the day after we broke up me and my ex-partner um I was on a train to Manchester for work and I was on Twitter and it said shipwrecked do you want to get away from life's problems and and I was like yes I do <laughs> and I'm not really one of those people that sign up for things or do competitions or anything but I just thought like fuck it let me just let me give it a whirl um didn't hear anything back for like two weeks and I just didn't really think too much of it. Um, and then got a call and they're like, hey, um, this lovely girl called Bo. And she was like, can, do you have like half an hour we can talk on the phone for a bit? So we did that. Um, then she was like, I'll be back in touch if you've been successful. Then she wanted to do a Skype interview. Then I had to go down for like a group interview. Then like I filmed another interview. And then it was a, it was a very long process. And every time I was getting a bit further, I was getting more freaked out. I was like, oh gosh, this this could happen. And I was like, no, no, it won't happen. And then I'd get further and I'm like, okay, this is strange. So when I got the call when I was at work, um, obviously I couldn't tell my boss at the time. Um, and it was just so strange. I'd kept thinking like Ashton Kutcher was gonna come out of the camera and be like, you're punked. Or it's like one of those weird Chinese game shows where it's just, everyone's just taking the mick out of you. But no, yeah, cracking. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't think there is a better way to get over heartbreak than to like fuck off to an island. Oh, bliss, absolute bliss. Um, but yeah, and it definitely helped. It really, really helped because I was at least 13,000 miles away from the person that broke my heart. So um, it was great. Yeah. And I didn't have to think about it. So yeah, it definitely, definitely helped. So if anyone is breaking up or has broken up, apply shipwreck <laughs> top top tips to, to deal with heartbreak 
it's a, a lot of people have said I'm quite relatable and I think that's a nice thing because if you, see, you normally see people go on reality shows like Love Island or X on the Beach and they're bloody beautiful and have great bodies and big lips and etc um so I think being on the show where it's really diverse the cast was really different um and I just wanted to go on and be unapologetically myself and for someone to message me and go do you know what I really liked you on the show we thought you were great and relatable I think that's I don't know I think that's really sweet it's weird but it's sweet um mm. because it's kind of shown that all reality stars have to be fake lips fake boobs tiny waist want to be in like she's chigwell all the time so yeah definitely it's quite funny because um so I'm I'm one of those really like loser people that I do just watch like crap if it's crap like I will watch it like it doesn't matter what what it is um and I'm not saying shipwrecks crap but it's like reality um tv kind of thing definitely and Sam is not so Sam's the complete opposite so when I told her about um I said oh my god I've got this this girl coming on the podcast and it's Freya she's lush like she, you'd really like her and she was like oh I guess I need to watch this program then and I was like yeah just give it a few just give it a few well. yeah give it a well and it was so funny because she the first thing she texted me was um oh my god Freya's my spirit, spirit animal <laughs> and that yeah you'd need to and then she was like oh my god and she loves glitter <laughs> I was like I was like yeah but then she did say she was like but do all these people have to have like six packs and stuff to go on it and I was like no I thought they were there's quite like a big the guys are pretty you know ripped yeah I think I think um yeah there's some really built guys on there um like say take Chris for example Chris is stunning like six for eight muscles for days like I'm sure he's got muscles on his eyelids or whatever there's muscles everywhere but he is such a genuine kind open and honest person um so you automatically when I joined the show I regrettably would always judge a book by its cover and that's such a fault of mine but going on the show meeting these big burly muscly lads and speaking about Chris um he completely just I, I I regretted judging a book by its cover because I would just normally look at him and go, oh, typical muscly light lad. Um, but he was so different. And that was such a journey on the show. I think everyone learned to not judge a book by its cover, mm. not what it says on the tin, really, I think, with the people that was on the show with. Yeah. What made you, like, go on it then? Because I, it's quite funny, actually. I, um, I saw the casting call for Shipwrecked. Yeah. And um and it was mainly because I really wanted to go on the island. You know the Bear Girls one. Yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed. Like my husband says that I wouldn't last a minute, but I'm determined to get on the island one day. Could you drink your own wee? Could you go that far and like do a slurp of wee? <sighs> I mean I think you could do it. I actually think you could do it. I think anyone can really do it if they put their mind to it. It might be bloody horrific, but it's just a bit of wee, isn't it? Yeah, like, you know, I'm I'm sure I've put worse things in my mouth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so when did it end then? So how long have you been kind of keeping this all to yourself? 
Um, so we ended filming beginning of October. So we were there in total um, two months. Um, and then, yeah, so we've been in kind of no man's land from October till obviously January. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Like I told a few people, they're like, don't tell anyone, but obviously you've got to tell your best mate. Um, and obviously my family knew. Uh, so yeah, we've, yeah, we've just been in this no man's land, just kind of waiting to see if anything comes of it or how it's received and stuff. Cause it's a reboot. So it could go one of two ways. Mm, yeah. It seemed, and we're not going to talk about shit right the whole way through, I promise. But one of the questions that, um, came to me, it seemed, and I don't know if it's just cause I'm remembering it differently, but it seemed as a viewer that it was a lot easier like they used to struggle a lot with fires and like, you know, trying to build something. And there was a lot more, it wasn't so much social drama as a, um, like a bit more of a survivally kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we have had that quite a lot, actually. I think especially with the response on Twitter, um, a lot of people are saying it's like snowflake generation and they didn't have to do this and didn't have to do that. What uh, the public don't know is that, they see about 3% of what actually went on on the island. When we arrived, we were given a hut to sleep in. Um, there was no beds or anything. We were just literally sleeping on a roll mat on some wooden floor, which was awful. And they gave us like a kitchen area, but it was like a shelf area to put some pots and pans. That was it. That's all that we were given. Um, one of the guys on the island, Tom, built everything. And what we were really gutted that... He had built this huge tree house from scratch, from trees and rope, and it was phenomenal, but that didn't get shown. And they didn't show what we were up to day to day. They kind of just focused on the drama and the beach party. Mm. Um, and actually between each beach party is three days. So a lot can happen in three days before the next beach party. But I do feel like they should have made the series longer so they could see the stuff that we were doing in the day. Like we caught octopus, Ate them, we caught fish every day. Um, starting fires was absolutely horrific, and you have to start a fire, uh, you have to keep your fire going. And we had like little splints since, since. Um, so we did, it was very manual and it was hard work. Um, but we're just a bit gutted that you didn't get to see that. But I can assure you, we, <laughs> we built a lot. Everything that you see, apart from the sleeping area and the kitchen bit, we built. I thought that it would be something like that where you've got to um you've you've got a there's a bit more of a survival aspect and I think they did slightly focus on the social side a lot a lot for this one yeah. um but it was still interesting there were still some really interesting um like topics that you kind of came up mm-hmm. through you know um you and Daisy for example yeah. and Patrick Yes, Patrick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was there a, was there any like uh, romances that could have been with other people that weren't quite shown? Mm-hmm. I think um, there was a lot of flirtation between Jaden and Daisy that the cameras didn't really get to see, um, and also. Uh, Harry and Carlia, he did kind of, he did, the viewers saw Harry the villain uh, only wanting to hang out with Carlia because 
Kalia would go to Tigers. But actually, Harry did actually have a soft spot for Kalia. So that was nice to see that play out, minus mm. obviously the tactics. Um, but yeah, there were a couple of romances. Some kind of stayed on the island and some came off the island. Um, but irregardless, we're like a family. Like, we are so close. It's ridiculous. We speak mm. So, um, yeah, we've all got each other's backs. There's no hard feelings. And, like, when it comes to Patrick, like, we're we're close. We're friends. Um, it just didn't work out romantically. And, like, same with Beth. Beth is one of my very best friends. I adore the girl. So, I don't know. It's good we've all stayed close, like, whether there was a romance or wasn't. Yeah, sorry. I said Daisy. I meant Beth. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's quite funny though when you get when you're in a group of people or you're with somebody for a long time and you and there is definitely that I think it's just natural like if I was on an island for two months and there was somebody that was good looking I'd be like yeah okay fair yeah you just think like why not um yeah so yeah and everyone was like like I said everyone was good looking I even fancied Kush like I adore Kush with like my soul brother um yeah he's he's got an amazing voice oh my god he's ridiculous have you heard his music video no i haven't heard it yet okay well uh once we finish this go and search uh kush his song's called beautiful and he wrote it whilst we were on the island and it's got such a good meaning it basically says teach the world to say i love you because there's so much hate and negativity in the world to teach the world to say i love you and i think it's 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 good you hear so many songs about finding love up in the club and like all of that shite like I think it's refreshing to hear a song with such meaning so yeah awesome so talented I'll definitely check it out I'll um I'll put it a link in in the notes as well so other people can find it for sure yeah he's cracking absolutely cracking so apart from you know this amazing experience you were doing some pretty amazing stuff beforehand like with Freya's food run Yes. So I, about a year ago, I started volunteering for a charity in my local area. Um, and they run a food bank, but also do like a food run, but the first Monday of every month. Um, so I started going along to that, which is really good. And um, I felt like I was helping out and it's a, it's a couple of hours on the Monday. Um, and we were really, you're like, essentially you, you can save a life if you go around and you can give people food. However, the concept I didn't really grasp why do it the first Monday every, of every month? Because what about the rest of the month that people need feeding? Um, they're not just going to go like the first Monday. Um, so I started doing it every week, um, got a team of people together. Um, and what we do, we'd walk around with like a thermos full of water, hot water, and we'd get, give them a, like pot noodles, cups of tea, coffee. Um, I'd make sandwiches, cheese, ham and jam, not together try that it's disgusting um but yeah and we just go go and give food to the homeless which I think is really really important and then it just got quite a big following so what I really want to do is try and get people in all different towns to start their own food run and hopefully we can help a huge homeless epidemic and a loaf of bread costs what 90p it's no skin off your nose do you know what I mean so you go for a starbucks it's like three pound take a mortgage out for that but 90p is nothing so I definitely think people should be doing stuff like that and it's giving your time is better than giving money yeah no I definitely agree with that I always used to um um on payday I used to buy an like a meal deal and just give it to somebody so good I think everyone should take that mentality 
because imagine if it say if it was your brother on the street or your mum or your dad or a family friend you I just think it's so important you need to look after people in this world and if you've got the opportunity to and the means to why would you not that makes sense Mm. so another thing that we were going to talk about was your um blog called the radical diaries yes (laughs) so tell me a bit about that um so a couple of years ago before my best friend passed away I remember we were sat in my garden we had those little stubby beers you know the ones that you only get in like France so yeah we were sat in my garden and I turned around and I said I just feel so stagnant and bored with life um I felt like I was just doing my nine to five I was going out the weekends I was not really achieving anything um and I was just plodding along so he said how about you write a bucket list I kind of rolled my eyes like oh there we go original bucket list um he said write a bucket list and put it on the internet because once you put it on the internet that means you've got to do it and he was like and especially when you've paid the wordpress fees you'd want to keep on that <laughs> it's like 70 pounds I was like Jesus Christ. yeah um yeah so we came up with some really random things that essentially we were never going to do in our lifetime unless we put our mind to go doing it um, I think, yeah, the very first one was to milk a cow. So um, we drove three hours to Wales. I called around all the farms in Northamptonshire. No one had a cow for me to milk. So I went further afield, further afield, then found this place in Wales. So, yeah, we got in the car, drove to Wales, milked a cow. Everyone thought it was very strange, but it was something that I really wanted to do and accomplish. And then once I ticked that off, I was like, right, okay, what next can I do? So I've just been... I've been writing to a prisoner on death row in Illinois, which is so strange, but also really eye-opening. Um, been to Glastonbury, just like random things. And I love it. I think it's great. And it really spurs me on to do more and to like achieve more and see more. Yeah, it. I think it's so easy to get stuck in that like nine to five and like just get all caught up in life and, you know, trying to do this adult, thing that I still have got no idea about um, I literally still can't master adulting like I don't know how to know save my head Absolutely. yeah some days I feel like I've got I'm getting it and then other days I I'm just like oh dear I totally don't got this <laughs> I do not <laughs> but yeah it's um so what else have you got to tick off then have you have you put anything on there like skydiving yeah, I uh, I really want to do a skydive. And funnily, Nathan, um, who who passed, he was a skydive instructor. Oh wow! Um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come skydiving with you, but unfortunately, um, yeah, he left us. But yeah, I definitely want to do skydiving. I want to learn tra- trapeze. You can eat dinner in a prison in Brixton Prison. It's like a cat sea prison, so the prisoners serve you, and it's like a rehabilitation for them. Um, and to get them to learn new skills and stuff. So I really want to do that. I want to go to the tomato fight in Valencia and just nail someone with tomatoes. Just <laughs> like, why would you not do that? Sounds great. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that festival. It's so funny. It's just like, who came up with this? Like, how did this get past any kind of, like this This was the days before health and safety laws. <laughs> I know it's mad it's mad but it's just something it's it's weird and it's wonderful I want to do um what's that in morning Gloryville where it's like a morning rave 
and you go at six in the morning, you do like morning yoga, you run around, be really silly, you dance, you have smoothies and fruit juices. There's like free hugs. I, I think that's awesome. I think you should grab life by the lady balls. And I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this, but Freya just cupped. She she made the cupping cupping face. <laughs> that I yeah no I I totally agree. Although when you said morning Gloryville, my immediately thought my immediate thought is like erection. Bone. So I'm glad yeah I'm glad you took us away from the boner chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I am um, I've been skydiving, and did you shit your pants? Because yes. So falling from heights is my biggest fear. And so, of course, when I came out of hospital and treatment and all of that stuff, I thought I'm going to book a skydive. So I booked it and I think I think I put it off for about two years. (laughs) You're like, I'll do that next year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not really feeling it. So I eventually did it and I'm scared of flying as well. Oh, my God. I'm terrified of flying. Yeah. So like literally going across the world for the show, it was four different flights. And oh. the last flight was a, like a seaplane with like 12 seats. And I was like, I just need to get really, really drunk. So when yeah. our reminder picked me up on my final destination, I was paralytic. <laughs> yeah, you're really weird. I was like, look, if I'm getting on a plane, I have to be drunk. So yeah, horrific. So I yeah. Done that. I literally don't know how. Yeah, I know. I have no idea. But they there was this moment everyone everyone's like it's the best thing ever blah 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 but I'm literally like this this is the worst thing I've ever done in in my life like why have I done this like I felt like when I came out of that plane I felt like I physically could not breathe oh my god so you know how people scream I couldn't scream because I couldn't breathe because there was just this yeah and um yeah so I I mean I'm never gonna do it again but I've done it yeah at least you can say I've done it and see I'm I'm such like I love to try things there's when I was younger my parents are really strict eat whatever's on your plate don't be rude try everything so I literally eat anything and everything apart from coriander oh my god it's the devil (gasps) it's like the devil's herb it's like (laughs) herb like it's the worst one yeah do you know oh my gosh yes so Davina McCall once put on Instagram something about coriander and I commented on it saying this the coriander is the devil's herb and it's the yeah, she likes it I was like yeah I made it Davina yeah, yeah. hey Davina <laughs> no it's awful and especially I went to uh, M&S lace everything with coriander so like you'll buy a sandwich and I bought a sandwich every day from M&S I didn't even really think too much of it picked it up I was so hungover, like a level nine hangover. It was awful. Um, and I bit into this sandwich and I was like, oh my God, pulled back coriander everywhere. Mm. It's, it's like posh people want to not enjoy food. Yeah, exactly. And posh people don't enjoy food either because every time I go to a posh restaurant, the food is so tiny. I'm like a growing girl and I like a big plate of sausage and mash. I don't want a tiny bit of meat with like a little leaf on it I want a dinner yeah no I'm I'm totally with you there but yeah so sorry we went off on a coriander chat then <laughs> tangent we've gone off um no I think um like once you try something like you've tried it I think everyone should try something once even mm. just find out they don't like um but and that's why when like doing the things on the blog, I'm like, even if I did something that I don't essentially want to do, I've tried it, I've done it. 
and I can tick it off. I think it's quite, I'm being like a PA as well. I love, um, I love lists and I like ticking things off the list and I like, I, I love crossing things off lists. I love doing stuff like that. So it's like an accomplishment. Yeah. hundred percent. Try everything once. Is uh, like, do you quite like writing then? Are you quite a, like an artsy creative? Um, I like writing because I always have a lot to say. And I remember my friend once said to me, like, if you've got a lot to say, just write it down. Um, I wrote a blog post the other day actually about limiting the amount of fucks you give. And I think that is really, really important because too many people give fucks on the wrong things and things that they're not giving a fuck about, they should give a fuck about. So, so that's stewing in my head and I have to get it out somehow. So I just write it down. And um, yeah. That's, that's actually how my book came to be, was from a blog. Really? Mm, yeah, so... Tell me about your book. Uh, well, it's a book called Stardust. Yeah. Um, and it's basically uh, my story from um, when, I, when I was given a few months to live. And um, then I just go back and can kind of talk about kind of what got me to where I was and... Um, also all the experiences of like hospital and treatment and that kind of thing and then how like I would love to read I'd really love to read that oh thank you yeah I just self-published it on Amazon um but um yeah it all started from a WordPress blog I love WordPress into it I mean I'm not good at designing the page itself but I'll get there I think it's like a trial and error type thing It'll come with time so are you still a PA then um so now I'm fun employed I was um a PA at the headwear company New Era um and then obviously came did the show um so yeah I've saved up I've always worked so I've worked as a football publicist um talent booker and PA so just kind of encompassing um but yeah I've saved up some money now I'm fun employed and I'm going to get my head down, do some presenting courses, learn the craft of something that I've always wanted to do. So yeah, I've given myself that like monetary buffer. So we'll see what happens. I've recently just signed with my agent now. So it's exciting because I'd love to go into TV presenting. So mm. um, that, yeah, that's really exciting. It's strange, like how the internet works as well. Like how you can get given like a certain platform and, it, and how many people respond to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think I had like a thousand followers before the show. Now I'm like almost 13,000, which is weird. I think that's yeah. very strange. And everyone wants to message you and say, hey, like, what's up? Let's talk about this. And I love this on the show. And and so like I spent, <laughs> I try and give myself some time to like, right, okay, let me reply to these people because it's sweet of them to have reached out. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Um, I also saw... I, I did do my research on this. I love this. I love this. You've like hit the nail on the head with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw that you were on Stars in Their Eyes Kids. Oh my God, yes. Shakira. <gasps> no way. Yeah, not great. Not ideal. At least you got on it. I didn't get on it. What did you, who were you? Uh, well, this is probably why. I think I, 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 I went, tried to go on as Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. Oh, I love Leanne Rhymes. I'm this short little ginger girl. I, I'm not Leanne Rhymes. And <laughs> <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> Sometimes you're not Leanne Rhymes. Fuck them. <laughs> I can be a Leanne Rhymes if I want to be a Leanne Rhymes. 
So nobody tell you can't do it. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's um I saw it and it made me me giggle because I was like, yeah. There's probably quite a few p- moments in our, in my life and your life that we may have met or we could have met. Yeah. Yeah, we were probably standing in the queue at Stars in the Rust. Yeah. Here in the Anne Rhymes. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh you mentioned, obviously, like you've, um, you want to go into TV and things like that. Have you, have you always been interested in, like, is it acting or, like, what's your... Um, I always used to, well, I, when I was younger, I was in, like, Stagecoach um, and always did theatre studies at school and it was always something that I really loved to do um but then I think it got to when I was in sixth form when I went to college um and I was doing theatre studies and walked into the session and this man goes right okay he was very artsy and like mimey and like he was like right okay everyone run around and then when I say stop burst into tears so I was running around and then everyone started like howling and I just, I, I'm not an embarrassed person. I never get embarrassed a lot at all. But I just went bright red and I was thinking maybe acting's not for me because I can't run around a room and burst into tears in front of a bunch of strangers. Um, but when I was younger, I always wanted to be a presenter, like always. And when um, my mum always used to say that I was her little fern cotton and she'd always say when we'd go to the hairdressers, get your hair cut like fern cotton and um, I don't know, it's just kind of stuck and it's something that I always wanted to pursue, but I didn't know how. So I guess with this show, it's given a platform um, where I can explore it. But of course, I'm not just going to be a reality person that goes, right, I can present, I can do this, I can do that. I'd love to just learn the craft um, and learn the skill of it because it's, it's. I can assure you it's probably not easy, but I'll give it a whirl. I think quite a lot of it is also like personality and you're you 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 appear to be one of those people that is really like like personable and you ask the right questions and things like that and when I think I think it was on when you introduced yourself or something and you said something like not many people find me funny but I think I am yeah I said um I think that's why humor is like an acquired taste and like, yeah, people don't find me funny, but I think I'm funny. So yeah, at least I think I'm funny. That's great. Self-confidence. Yeah, no, it's definitely finding yourself funny is one of the most important things like ever. Like I, I constantly make myself laugh and Alan just sits there looking at me like I've lost it. And you're like, maybe I have. <laughs> maybe I have. <laughs> but it's going to cost a lot of money to get rid of me. <laughs> Put a ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get mine to do the same. Hi, Frank. <laughs> How long have you been together? Um, quite a while. I don't know, really. Um, uh, he was the one that broke my heart. <laughs> so we, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, got back. Um, I got back to when I got back in October. He was like, "Let's go for dinner and stuff," and I was like, "Absolutely not. Go away. Leave me alone." Um, and ever since that day, he's been knocking at my door like a Jehovah's Witness. Um, so I said, let's go to dinner then. And I think it was the wrong timing before for us. Um, we've both grown as people. We know what we want uh, as a couple. So, and I believe in second chances. I definitely believe everyone deserves a second chance. So I thought, fuck it, I've got nothing to lose. Um, and since coming off the show, I feel fiercely independent. So if anything did happen, 
um, or it didn't work, we both sat down and said, right, this isn't working. I won't feel like I've lost part of me. I would say, right, okay, I'm an adult and I can go this way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because like you and yourself are whole. Like yeah. you're not searching for happiness in anybody else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but yeah, really happy, really happy, weirdly happy. Touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go breaking your heart again. Couldn't if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you got that. <laughs> right. So, um, I I came up with a little game for us to play. Sure. Um, and it is called shipwrecked or shitfaced. I love both of those things. <laughs> Instagram story. I think I got pretty shitfaced yesterday. Um, I just get really excited with Instagram when I'm when I'm drunk, and I think I just once I've had a beer, I think someone should just say step away from Instagram stories. Yeah, I need. I think like I said every now and then I think I need one of those breathalyzers on your phone so it doesn't unlock unless <laughs> that would be good because I've done a few dodgy Instagram follows like stories yeah. yeah mostly they're funny afterwards but like there are there are a few and you're just like what did I do but however I must say I do not have 13,000 followers so you might want to watch that a little bit <laughs> morning I woke up and I looked and I was like oh my god I can't believe I put that up and it had already been seen by like 6,000 people and I was like oh my god Freya no <laughs> like regrettably like kept deleting things like da, 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 da. this didn't happen <laughs> it was never here <laughs> um yeah so shipwrecked or shitfaced basically I'm going to give you um like just a sentence of something that somebody has done or has happened to them either when they've been shipwrecked or shit-faced and you have to tell me which okay right I'm on it okay so there are no prizes for this game Damn. just you can just give yourself a pat on the bat and tell yourself you're a great human I'm so good with that okay right so uh the scenario number one this person gave CPR to a lifeboat oh wow um I mean I'd like to say that's uh shipwrecked but it could be shitfaced. I think I'm gonna go with shitfaced because that seems like something I would do. It is it is shitfaced. Well done. When you said that's <laughs> when you said that seems to be like it could it could be this or that and I was like yes I've made this game right <laughs> <laughs> basically it was a French guy who was so drunk he thought French that French, exactly <laughs> yeah he thought that the lifeboat was a dying person so he <laughs> yeah I know who hasn't like you know rolled into bed with a lifeboat on a Friday night <laughs> oh, God. yeah so he gave gave it mouth to mouth like uh, this is a question I have how where would you give a lifeboat mouth to mouth do you do it like do you do like on the rope bit or like where the oars is it like an oar one or like I have no idea yeah tail on the lifeboat you don't know where you're going with it no, there's no tail. There's no mouth. <laughs> Maybe you should call him and say, look, dude, there's, logistically, this is just not working for us. We need a bit more admin. So yeah. <laughs> we need more information on this, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. Tried to eat a car seat. <sighs> well. Uh, well. So if someone was shipwrecked, so we're talking like shipwrecked, like 
generally like if someone was shipwrecked you've said shipwrecked about three times in that one sentence and I'm still not sure what you mean so are we talking about like the act of being shipwrecked so like if you were shipwrecked yeah and a car seat washed up on the beach yeah see I'm gonna say shipwrecked on that one because you think okay I need to fill my belly I'm I'm probably I'd probably go with like start eating sand or something but I don't think that's like sanitary or car seats really but I'm yeah I'm gonna say shipwrecked so that one's actually shit-faced basically this woman was um arrested for being highly intoxicated yeah and on the way to the um the police station she tried to chew her way through the seat to get out oh my god she's got teeth of steel i know know james bond what's that one jaws with the metal teeth oh yeah he freaked me out oh my god nightmares also et was quite scary too i've never watched et don't (laughs) in the dark (laughs) the scene where he's laying in the bath and he throws up all over himself and it's like a throwy up alien Oh, not not ideal. Don't watch it. That sounds horrific. But it seemed to be a bit of a trend in 2014 because in the same year, a Welsh woman caused £200 worth of damage after biting a car during a drunken row. Where? What are these people brushing their teeth with? I have no idea. Because I don't think I could do that. I almost break my teeth and I bite into like a lolly. Yeah. Have a chub. This girl's biting steel. What the hell? And why would you, like, if you're having an argument with someone, the last thing that crosses my mind is, I'm going to bite your car. Like, why? No, I I might do a kick if I'm brave and intoxicated, but a a, a bite, no. Maybe they're just really hungry, trying to kill two birds with one stone. (laughs) I was just so hungry. (laughs) I missed my kebab on the way home. The kebab shop was shut. <laughs> oh, that was a slim pickings. I chose a citron, C1. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, um, next one then. Paralyzed for four days. Oh, wow. Um, wow, that's a hard one because it could be either. Uh, can I say shit faced? You can say it. It's a 50-50 chance, isn't it? Yeah, it is a 50-50 chance. <laughs> yeah, it's not right, though. <laughs> so it's shipwrecked. Oh, God, what happened? So there's a guy called Tom Francis Neal, who was a New Zealander, and he spent 16 years of his life in three different sessions um, on an island in the Cook Islands. Right. Um, and basically, he he ended up, I don't know what he did, I think he fell or something, and um, he was paralyzed for four days and he was found by these people who like took him away and put him back to health. Imagine just being like there, being like, I'm fucked. <laughs> Can't do anything now. The best thing about this guy though is when he was first dropped, well, there's a couple. When he was first dropped off, he was dropped off with two cats, some water, a hut and some books. And then he found remnants of like a damaged boat, wild pigs and chickens. So he befriended the chickens and the pigs and domesticated them. So he didn't eat them. He was just like, hey, I'm like Dr. Doolittle. Be my pal. Exactly. Exactly. And he even got married and had two kids when he came back. And then... Who did he get married to? The pig, the chicken or the cat? (laughs) 
But then he left them. He went back onto the island after he married and had two kids. He was like, right, done now. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Let me just. Yeah. That's wild. I know. Okay. Uh, next one. Had a pig, peacock, and giant salamander as pets. Um, pig, peacock, and giant. Uh, shipwrecked. No, shit based. <laughs> Why am I so bad at this game? <laughs> Basically, a, a Chinese uh, man on Chinese Singles Day got really drunk and accidentally purchased a live pig, a peacock, and a giant salamander on the internet. Is it what do they just like, stay in his house or? Well, complex or was he like a tower block or? I I have no idea. I mean, you'd need a big house to have have that kind of livestock yeah exactly I mean I had to convince my mum for a dog Jesus Christ not mum I actually want a giant salamander and a pig please it's like when people buy those micro pigs and they just don't stop growing they're like oh this is cute and then it's like fast forward it's like two years it's like a huge hog they're like I've made a huge mistake <laughs> I really should have thought about this decision <laughs> really should have thought this one through <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Um, I think you'll get this one. Eight raw fish, and possibly a human. Oh, that has to be shipwrecked, right? Because I yeah. know I know we've got old Linda that eats cars, but I don't think a person that had a beard is going to eat a human. Right? I hope not. Yeah, it was a one-day shark fishing trip that went wrong, and this guy claims that the guy he was with died four weeks into their, their like shipwrecked experience because he wouldn't eat raw fish and drink turtle blood. But uh, they believe that he actually resorted to can- cannibalism and ate the other guy. Oh my God. I could definitely, like, I think I actually would not be able to do that at all if I, if it was like me and this other person. Imagine you went and you were stranded on this island with your pal, Terry, and you're like, look, we're getting really hungry. I would just, I'd just have to like eat leaves or I don't know. I could, I could never eat my friend. I, I mean, I think that's a good thing, but... I mean, it is an attribute that I think most people would probably look for in a friendship. I could put that on my CV. We'll not eat you. If... Yeah. <laughs> would starve rather than eat you. <laughs> You're safe with me. Hi, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You should lead with that on your... Um, on your like show or whatever whenever you're a presenter just be like hi I'm Freya I I will not eat you <laughs> if I was on a desert island you are good you're, you're fine with me <laughs> okay so we've got two more <clears throat> um married a stranger oh um uh, uh shit face because I feel like that's something I would do like friends <laughs> <laughs> did I um no, that was actually shipwrecked. Okay, where are they finding the vicar? Where are they finding the stranger? I, I need details. So, I yeah, this, this is a little bit of a roundabout story in a way because a guy, this was in 1982, so this guy puts out an advert for a wife to live on a lonely island for a year. Right, okay. So he was 49, and then this 25-year-old girl decides, yeah, all right, that'll be fun. What is a good one then isn't he yeah so they got married they went off for a for a a year um 
and she, he she she refused to sleep with him so they never consummated the marriage she just wanted a free holiday she was just like like we're like pals we're just <laughs> free holiday oh gosh yeah so for a whole year she was celibate yeah they did this guy and then they ended up getting married no, no, no. So they got married just so that they could go on this island together. Oh, so it wasn't spend a year, then get married. It was like married, spend the year. Did they get divorced? What was it? I'd imagine so. I think so. Um, the, yeah, because she wouldn't consummate the marriage. But they both, they both sent, um, like, written books about their experience. And <laughs> I bet hers was very short. Hated every minute, just wanted free holiday. <laughs> yeah. His his probably went on for ages because he was just trying to get his mind off his boner. Like, God, can I write a big story? He's like, please. <laughs> Day 49. Still boner. <laughs> okay, last one. So um, this kind of goes in with what we were just talking about, actually. Um, fed his friends and ex-girlfriend his leg. So what? So fed his friends, ex-girlfriend. No, fed his friends and his ex-girlfriend his leg. Oh, I'm really hoping that shipwrecked because I don't think that happens in revolutions. Um, is it shipwrecked? It's shipfaced. Fuck off. Yeah. Are you joking? No. So basically, I could not believe this. I had to put it in. Oh, God. Because it was not, it wasn't even like a, oh, I'm really drunk, like eat my leg situation. It was, a, <laughs> you know, as you do. Eat my leg. <laughs> it was, this guy basically had a motorcycle crash and his, he lost his leg from it. So they had to amputate his leg. So he decided that he wanted to keep it. And then he was like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. So he put it in the freezer for a bit and then realized that he couldn't get it. It was too much to get it like properly frozen. Um, so he made a cast of it and then invited all a group of 10 of his friends, which also included his ex-girlfriend, around for dinner. And they all ate his leg with fajita tacos, gin and <laughs> fruit tart and mimosas. What? The actual fuck. Yeah. Did they, did they know they were eating the leg? Was it like, hey, come to my eat my leg party? Yeah. He, he, he basically got in touch with them and said, hey, you know how every now and then we talk about ethical cannibalism? Uh, would you be keen to? Because I just so happen to have a piece of me. Oh, my God. I'm literally shocked. Yeah. For the world, this. I'm actually, I, I have to tweet this. Like, this is that. <laughs> so was this in England? Because if it was in England, was it somewhere like Skegness? <laughs> I had to eat legs and skegness. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I think it was in America. I cannot get over that. Is it his ex-girlfriend because he was like, eat my leg? Or were they, they just... No, they'd just broken up and then he decided to get back in touch with her and be like, hey, want to eat my leg? Oh my God. It's like, you know when like your ex texts you when they're drunk and they're like, hey, imagine getting a text from your ex being like, hey, I'm having mimosas and eating my leg on Sunday are you free we also have taco stuff and gin yeah my legs there so yes you'd look at your phone and go oh my fucking god what? I have to send you the article link and you have to see it it's mental that is absolutely crackers oh my god that's made me feel funny 
oh my god so yeah so you could have you could have a friend like you who would or who would be like don't worry I'm not going to eat you or you could have that friend that offers himself yeah yeah it's like semi-violating as well isn't it it's like hey bit of me is inside of you well or he could like oh my god so if he fell out with any of his leg eating friends he could put like a post on Facebook being like hey think your friends are Sarah well actually she's a cannibal then Sarah's having the worst day because she's been outed as a cannibal. Yeah. They, apparently they all found it quite funny though. They they messaged him the next day saying, I just pooped you out. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, what a story to tell the kids. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, Kimmy from down the road, we ate his leg and then I shut it out. Yeah, so eat your, eat your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> We're having tacos. <laughs> We got fajita now. <laughs> but yeah, I well, I think you did very well in that game. And I also just also just meant I got to research loads of weird stories. I bet if someone went on your search history, they would go, right, okay. We need to call we need we need some help. We need some help with this one. I, I did actually type into Google uh drunk cannibalism stories. <laughs> I bet your husband walks in going, like, look, Emily, this is too far now. <laughs> I'm worrying about you now. You've been you've been researching cannibalism a lot so far. <laughs> just like we're having tacos and then just like mix the stew and just look at him really like <laughs> I'm cooking slow cooked pork cheek today, so <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um tell our listeners where they can find you then. So, yeah, so if you want to do some fun bucket list things or just get some ideas, go on www.theradicaldiaries.com and have a look at the list because there's some weird things and it might give you some inspo. Um, And then if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, um, on Twitter I am Fredge Shipwrecked, F-R-E-J Shipwrecked, and on Instagram I am Freya Shipwrecked, F-R-E-J-A um so yeah come and look at my weird pictures and watch me talking about kfc on twitter because i do that a lot always talk about kfc or hangovers so um yeah i feel like twitter's the place to go if you're hungover though because like you just want to share like i am dying yeah i literally i said yeah I, i i relate um hangovers to a lot of things like if my hangover was a um political warlord it would be donald trump you get kind of that stuff on there so if you want to read that also talk to me be my pal i'm friendly i promise <laughs> and i won't eat you <laughs> and i don't eat legs yeah. and you're on sundays what <laughs> frankie <laughs> get that leg over here <laughs> um yeah, so definitely go and follow Freya because she is, she, she's a bit of a light, this girl. And it's been really, really nice to have you on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I love talking to you. And I really, really want to read your book. So please, please send me the Amazon link where I can buy it because I'm keen for it. Oh, thank you. So yeah, we will um, post all of the links to um, Freya's social media and her radical diaries and check her out and we will see you again next week bye bye
If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review and we will be back for you next week for more Tribe Talk.